The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pauling and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. I'm joined by one of my best friends, just in general now, Yancey Eaton, mm-hmm. the gatekeeper of the fantasy baseball community. As you don't shake like your head, that, you hate it, you hate it completely. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying it like a gatekeeper, as in there's a key master, mm-hmm. or like you can't be a part of it. You are the protector of the realm, right? You are this the person that uh, steps forward to uh, to say this isn't right, and we don't act that way. Mm-hmm. And you're also the one that gets people who are just starting into it. Uh, you make them welcome in, in the best way uh, as you are just the you encourage us all to be our best selves. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to have you. I think there's this um, I don't know that the, the purpose of this podcast in many ways for me is for people to really get to know who you are. And mm-hmm. in many ways, you're this. I mean, the word of the year in some ways is like nebulous. We keep saying that. But in this way, we don't really know. Like, who is Yancey Eden at the end of the day? Who is this guy that is loving all my podcasts and mm-hmm. giving me all this positive, positive support on Twitter? Well, today we're going to find out. So, Yance, thanks for coming on. Sure. Um, thank you for the introduction. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, oh, yeah. So much. Yeah. First off, gatekeeper. I, I understand that <laughs> what you meant in the sense of the word, but gatekeeper is almost like a derogatory term at this point right, in time. I'm like, sorry. Not necessarily a gatekeeper, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess I am kind of like an accountability officer and I'm not mm. acting like I'm infallible. I make mistakes. I say and do things that I wish I could have taken back. And um, I try to be kind to people, but sometimes I also dunk on people too and, and ratio people to the shadow realm. Like that's things that I have been known to do sometimes. Um, but yeah, you mentioned, you know, we've become really, really good friends. Uh, we're like pandemic babies, basically. Um, we are. It's, it's uh, very true. Yeah. It went from, you know, you were just a, a casual friend on Twitter to all of a sudden we had each other's numbers to basically like, I don't know, there's weeks where we probably talk on the phone, uh, maybe, I don't know, 12, Every 15 day. hours. Yeah. <laughs> like no exaggeration between that, you know, the, the two of us talking. And um, a lot of people know this who call um, me personally, but uh, whenever you call Yancey, you kind of get like a two pack. It's me and my wife oh, and yes. I'm always yes. on speaker and we're always just kind of like lounging around in bed and stuff. Um, you've kind of gotten used to our schedule, our work schedule. Nick used to call <laughs> in the middle of the day and I'm like, bro, we are working and like this ain't going to fly. Um, yeah, it's th- th- this year has been weird the last 18 or so months. But one of the, the good things that has come out of it is like, you know, like you mentioned, you and I have become really, really good friends. And uh, there's a lot to Nick that. Uh, needs to be unpacked. I know this is you kind of asking nope. me questions, but not uh, today. Nick is a rip, a rich tapestry uh, to 
to steal that from Twitter, rich, a rich tapestry of of interests and and things that he doesn't talk about that he probably should. Well, maybe another time, but this is not about me today. This is about you. And maybe we'll touch on some of the, the, the commonalities that we do have mm-hmm. um, that have made us pandemic babies. I love that phrase. My God. <laughs> I, I am going to steal that in some ways. I, I will give credit, though, so I guess not proper stealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's been fascinating getting to know you because uh, I think you have a very uh, interesting perspective on a lot of things. Um, and you know, and you're from Florida. Let's just start like that, right? You're, you're oh in Florida. <laughs> Let's just go there because I mean, I, I want to start at the very beginning with, with Yancey. Um, for example, uh, I remember you telling a story of you playing football and mm-hmm. you used to play Pop Warner back in the day mm-hmm. and you don't anymore. Mm-hmm. What happened, Yancey? Uh, I, I got old like everybody else says. <laughs> Um, I was, I, I was an awkward kid. I was very, very small for most of my childhood. Um, like super, super small, very skinny, just whatever. Um, but I was very, very fast and, uh, loved playing football, never played baseball. I, I've, I've told this story right. a million times, but like, I've literally just as an adult, I became obsessed with baseball, which is super weird. But yeah, I grew up in Florida. My wife and I were both uh, realtors here in Southwest Florida and like the Fort Myers, Naples, uh, Benita Springs area. Um, that's been interesting. Uh, doing it together, her and I working. We've March twentieth, uh, so a couple weeks will be our ten year anniversary. And for the first, you know, twelve years of my adult life, from the time I was eighteen till I was twelve, uh, till I was thirty, twelve years, um, I worked as a store manager at Target. And so I have lots of retail experience. Uh, it is there's some good, there's some bad there. A lot of horrifying things. Um, but like I said, right now my my life is she and I we sell and help people buy real estate here in, in Southwest Florida. And I want to say something real quick too. I didn't actually plan to say this, but I want to get this out of the way now. You are not going to talk to me like, like this is a podcast. I have zero interest in that. Okay. This right, is a, fine. this is like a regular phone conversation. Yeah, minus yeah, the fact that okay. Malik is not here. We're not doing this. Like, <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Nikki Pollock. Like, no, we're not doing that. Uh, yeah. Cause I totally call myself Nikki Pollock all the time. Yancy. I, <laughs> Oh, man. Now, Malik is not going to make a guest appearance during this? Uh, She actually told me to tell you this, uh, that she is not a appetizer. She is the main course. So she had no interest in doing a drop it. That that would be her line. That is her line. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Yeah. And and she also said, and I quote, um, let him know that I will come on for like a whole pitch con style thing, but just for me. So wait, wait, wait. Malika pitch con. Mm -hmm. Malika con. 2022. Mm-hmm. Malika, oh, we have to call it Malika Khan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So, okay. So, one thing I do really like is that you you, you have a lot of experience in retail. I've said this many a time. I used to mm-hmm. right uh, eleven months at Guitar Center. Like I know the world of being in retail, and I believe so strongly that everyone should at some point in their life work in retail. Yeah. It just changes your entire perspective about this. I I mean, how long were you at Target? Uh, twelve years, twelve years. Um, and and I, I started for out half. Uh, more more than half, probably nine of those twelve years. It took me about three years before I became a manager. Um, and it was incremental steps up. And it was never like, hey, I'm going to make a career out of this and spend a third of my life working there. It was I needed a job out of high school, and um, I actually applied twice, and it took me the third time. Uh, my wow. best friend in in real life, you know, my actual like somebody I grew up with, his stepmother had to interview me and basically say like, guys, please hire him. And he re- for some reason I wasn't getting through in the uh, in the interview Unreal. process, <laughs> <And this laughs> which is, is amazing. Is Target. 
yeah, this is for Target. They just kept saying no for some reason. Um, but once I did get the job, I was there for 12 years. And um, maybe some of your listeners can relate to this, but sometimes you get stuck in situations where um, it was obvious from the start, like I wasn't going to like, I, I didn't want to be like a target manager whenever I grew up. That wasn't right, something right, that I aspired to. It, it just happens. Um, but I also, you know, I come from very humble backgrounds. Uh, lo- lots of stuff I can get into with that, but I don't, I don't want to go into specifics right this second. But sure. um, whenever you have a job and it's it's paying semi-decent and they seem to respect you there, um, like my mentality has always been like, I have to hold on to this because I don't know when I'm going to get another opportunity like this. Obviously, like I graduated high school and I don't know why I said obviously, but I graduated high school in 2007, right as the housing market completely crashed and the entire economy was in the tanks. So it's like, yeah, I'm only making $10 an hour, but I really need this job and I'm going to work super, super hard. And uh, that just turned into, all right, we'll give you a promotion. We'll give you a little bit more responsibility. Then a couple of years go by, then, you know, I'm really kind of not feeling it. And well, then they throw you more money and they throw you another promotion. And then next thing you know, like I said, it's been 12 years and, you know, you're you know, next in line for this next big thing. So you're just staying there much longer than you probably should have. And I mean, I learned a lot and I I do agree with what you said, where I think a lot of people would do better off having a retail job or a fast food job. I've I've worked fast food too, by the way, my first job was at Arby's, uh, making $5 an hour. Yeah. Arby's. (laughs) Oh man. You introduced me to that, to the, um, Nihilist Arby's. Thank you so much. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's wonderful. What an amazing Twitter account. And my aunt was actually the general manager. So me and my brother uh, work there and uh, she, she, she did pass away. So I'm not, I'm not speaking ill on her. We loved her to death and she was our favorite aunt and all those things. But um, she kind of really like overstepped like what was legal as far as child labor laws go. Like we were working super late at night. We were coming in super early in the morning. We were working yeah. off the clock. We weren't taking lunch breaks and meals and stuff like that. And Jesus. it's, it's hard in those situations because this is family. So like, how do you say no? You know what I mean? Right, right. So like right. she was doing the best that she could do, you know, with, with the resources she was given and you know, it was family and I learned a lot. Um, we actually quit on her. Uh, my brother and I, we were the only three working and we walked out in the middle of a Sunday rush, like after church, uh, like we literally left and she was, like completely man the store by yourself. Um, what? I, I wasn't proud of it, but that was one of those things where it was actually kind of like an unspoken thing. I think she realized in that moment that like she had kind of taken it too far right. and never brought it up ever again. Like we saw her like a couple weeks later and it was just like, she, she had moved on. We had moved on. Like it was, it was unspoken, yeah. but well, I mean, like it, sounds she, like it, was, it was a necessary thing you had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was like 15, 16 year old Yancey. I, I wasn't super proud of it at the time. Like I still kind of feel bad about it, but how cool of it that, like we had that experience with her. Like I said, she, she passed away super young. She actually moved on to become a teacher and uh, she was like doing her dream job, living her best life. And um, she, she died really young, which was super sad, but that was, that was definitely a life experience. Sure. And you remember, you know, when you get uh, those tough situations working overtime, when life pushes, you push back. Mm-hmm. Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> I actually so, didn't think you're going with that. I'm like, Oh, he's, he's going real cheesy. Oh, there it is. There's there the, it is. Uh, yeah. please enjoy Arby's. Uh, yeah. Please eat Arby's. Oh, my Lord. Uh, all right. So so you worked this much in retail. And I will say back at Target, um, one of the major uh, positives of working there, I believe that's how you met your wife, correct? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I've told bits and pieces of this story. My wife absolutely hates me talking about her. I don't know if you've ever seen me like, <laughs> like for our anniversary or her birthday or something. I'll post photos over and say like, this is the love of my life because I am that romantic kind of gushy guy. And right, like, right. I like to show her off. She's beautiful. And, and she's uh, not. 
She's not. So like, I know that like the shelf life of that tweet or that Facebook post that has pictures of her is a few hours and it doesn't matter how much engagement it is or how much everybody loves it and how (laughs) complimentary they are of her. It comes down in a couple of hours because she just absolutely hates it. Yeah. So um, I did meet her. She actually dated uh, the drum major of our marching band in high school. She dated him and I hated him. He was the worst. Um, She went to school in a different county. So you know, she would come to the football games and like, you'd see her on the bus and that type of thing. But I was not friends with her. I never talked to her. Like I said, I I hated her boyfriend so bad. Mm. Um, and after high school, I moved to Gainesville for about a year to live with my friend and kind of get away from some stuff that was going on in Fort Myers. And I was working overnight because whenever they accepted my transfer, they said, yeah, we've got a spot for you. And whenever I got there, the plan was to go to school. And they didn't tell me that this position was for working overnight. Like, graveyard shift Uh, so all of a sudden like my life was completely thrown a wrench and you know i had bills and i didn't have you know i'm 18 years old 19 years old i don't have much of a savings at all uh so uh, here i am working overnight and long story short i got hurt at work i got a concussion didn't have health insurance they sent me home urgent care wasn't open nothing was open so like i'm at home on facebook just like my mind is like going crazy but i don't want to fall asleep and i guess I'm, i'm i'm posting just streams of just babble and malika for whatever reason we were friends on Facebook. This is at a time whenever I added literally everybody I possibly could because I was super alone. It was Facebook. Yeah. It was Facebook and I was super alone. Um, you know, it's easy to say that now, but like at that time, like it was a super dark point in my life. I also had really, really bad insomnia for years. And, um, this is also a pet peeve of mine where when people say they have insomnia, but really they just don't have any discipline and they stay up all night and then they sleep mm-hmm. for 10 hours straight. No, sure. like I was going, you know, 48, 72 hours sometimes without sleeping at all. Um, I'm six one. At one point, I was down to 130 pounds. Oh my to God. put in perspective, now I weigh 225. So I was extremely unhealthy. Um, so long story short, I get sent home from work. She sees me online, just like spouting nonsense because my brain is literally swelling inside my skull. And she messages me and says, "Hey, I'm really worried about you. I know this sounds super weird, but um, you kind of seem to be talking to yourself, and everything you're saying is crazy. Like I will stay up with you." And so she sends me her number. She's texting me, keeping me up all night, and you know, basically like walked me through it kind of thing and that's uh amazing yeah I mean, so this was like this, this that's spark. an alika thing to do too like she would do that yeah and that, that's incredible yeah and i literally told her after that first time i was like the next time i'm down in fort myers i'm gonna take you on a date and as a little aside um i was i was a pretty well-received guy in high school um you know i, I went like prom king and like superlatives and stuff and i'm not saying there's like a, a boast like i was a very awkward band nerd and it, it kind of caught me off guard um i didn't date in high school didn't have girlfriends never really had a serious girlfriend at all but right like because i was always just so shy around girls and whenever she you know she this act of kindness i was like all right well i'm gonna take you on a date and i literally said this and she's like all right yeah you can take me on a date took on our first date it was amazing you know, five hours later, you know, sitting at Red Robin, all of a sudden we look up and the entire store is closed. All the lights are shut off. And like the entire crew is basically like waiting for us to leave. But they could tell like it was like a first date scenario. So they kind of let us mm. sit there and talk. It was, it was adorable. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. But um, our second date was the next night. And uh, I told her I was going to marry her. And she said, I, I hope you do. Um, and so that was uh, October 6th. I officially asked to be my girlfriend of 2010. We were married in March 20th of 2010. 11. So I don't know, a few months. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't like, I'm again, this isn't like me boasting or anything like that. I would not recommend it for people. I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't. And you know, we're 10 years into it at this point. Um, Almost, almost you got it. You got a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks. So yeah, (laughs) I don't want to overstate it just a little bit, but I mean, it was super hard. We were extremely young. Um, but uh, I mean, to her credit, like we've, we've, we've made it a point to, to grow together and, Mm -hmm. 
it has been super, super difficult, but she is just like my world. And like, you know, you've, you've had the pleasure of speaking with her. It's hard to explain her to people um, without like, um, like them kind of experiencing her for themselves. But yeah, I mean, she is just the absolute compliment to me in every possible way. She's super, super introverted. She's super shy, but she's also brutally honest. And oftentimes when you, when you see people who are very introverted, they kind of keep things close to the, the chest and they don't really speak their minds. She is not that at all. Well, she doesn't I mean, there's something about like, I think that we connected on is that you're very much of a realist. Like, mm-hmm. um, and to hear that Malika is brutally honest like that, you know, you don't beat around the bush. You recognize things for what they are. And sure, you'll, uh, you recognize that you should be putting some like coats of paint on, or, or uh, sugar coat things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not so coats of paint, but or coats of paint too, Nick, yeah, if we, so, if we really sure. want to. Let's, why not? <laughs> let's, let's just say that my, my vocabulary is good. Um, but I, but right, you need that, like, there's the brutal honesty and then there's the person that says, okay, cool. I recognize that and I'm able to roll with it uh, mm-hmm. and not take it as a, a hammer to the face, essentially, that a lot of people yep. do, right? Yep. Um, so it doesn't surprise me at all that you're saying that. Yep. She's um she's really special. And like I said, she hates that I, I talk about her, but just the, the perfect mix of just unbelievably beautiful and, you know, I'm a really kind of dopey looking guy, you know, very baby faced. I'm, I'm losing my hair. I'm super Stop awkward, it. you know, uh, but you, you, you do photo shoots <laughs> in a dark garage or right now you have the UV light. Yeah. As I'm seeing, which is lovely. A nice, yeah. nice touch here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's that's basically us right now. And, and like I said, a few years ago when we decided to make the switch to real estate, it was more of a all right, you know, we've been married for a long time and just because of my schedule and how erratic it was, like we missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, I was working every single holiday. I was working at least every other weekend, but there were months where I was working, you know, it would be four or five months before I got a weekend off. And even on my days off, I was always on my phone or I was going into the store to see how things were going. And I was just never able to kind of break free from that, you know, work having a stranglehold on me. My compartmentalization was awful and just constantly stressing about work, even when I wasn't at work. And, you know, my wife, to her credit, like I said, she knows me better than anybody. She she was like, no, you know, we're going to do something different. Um, she's like, you are such a creative, like free spirit and, and and people do respond well to you. She's like, let's actually put this to work and I'll allow you to be your own boss and, and let's see where this goes. So, you know, we're in our second year of doing this. Um, you know, it was a challenge at first, but obviously the rewards are just immense. And it's not, I'm not even talking about financially. I'm talking about, you know, little things like my dog is getting older and uh, you know, I don't have kids and I love my dog to death. You know, Nick, I know you've had pets before. You don't have any right now, but I want to be here for like every moment of his life, right, you know, yeah. something like that. Or, or, you know, if my wife isn't feeling well, I don't feel guilty. Well, honey, I'm sorry. I have to work till two o'clock in the morning. It's, you know, the week before Christmas and, you know, maybe I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. I can stay home. I can, I can push back things. I can say no to people. You know, I have a, and I know I'm not supposed to cuss on this podcast, but I have like a no a-hole rule. Like, sure. um, I don't have to do business with you. I don't, I don't have to help you, you know, Uh, whereas with target, like I always had to help you and I always had to kind of like bend what I was able to accept and how people were going to treat me. I had to fit into a mold uh, that oftentimes I wasn't comfortable with. So um, I know I'm talking a lot. I know it's only two of us, but I'm all of a sudden I'm being very self-aware that you haven't really said much. (laughs) You're supposed to be the one that talks a lot. Yancey. I, I mean, if you notice guys about like five, 10 minutes ago, uh, Yance says that's something that he says every single phone call to me, which is uh, long story short. Mm -hmm. And that was not short. (laughs) It never is. No, no, never. never. That's his way of saying, I, 
oh, I know this is a long story. Deal with it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm priming you for it. Yeah. 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 Long story short, like, oh boy, here we go. You know, legs go out, arms go behind my head as I just yeah. sit back for the ride. No, um, you're talking about autonomy, essentially. You know, you, you, you're mm-hmm. in control of your own destiny now, as opposed to just kind of uh, being tugged around by, you know, corporate America, essentially at Target. And you have this. Uh, yeah, You're pretty fortunate in that regard too. It's it's well, uh, I, I I can do a whole podcast just in how lucky I have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I shouldn't be able to do what I do, uh, and for many many reasons, uh, I I lucked out in like ten different fashions to be able to to do this stuff. But yeah, I mean, for me personally, and I think a lot of people are like this. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like look, I want to know that I go to a certain place at a certain time. I'm not, you know, there's no anxiety about the next where's the next paycheck coming from essentially and yep. ensuring that all this stuff is 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 running um i very much understand that i actually thought i wanted that for myself uh for a long time and it, it's yeah it, it's it's about freedom it's about really being able to express yourself and feel confident that you can do things and that you can take control and um, not only that too nick but also like you, you own a company, right? Pitchless is, I know sure. you don't, you don't ever really refer to it as a company, but right. you know, it yeah, is, you, know, you yeah. have people that work for you and you have to file taxes and you know, it's a company, right? But mm-hmm. um, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Whereas in corporate America, oftentimes, yes, there are incentives and yes, ultimately like you're chasing a promotion or you're chasing a bonus or what have you. But um, if I absolutely kill myself one week and I work a ton of hours and you know, I really make things happen and, and, and drive sales and do this and do that there isn't that added benefit in the short term. Whereas right, right. working for yourself, obviously there is. So and Nick, you know this, every single day you're working on Pitch List, right? Yeah. Every single day. It doesn't matter how stressed out or strung out you are. There've been times where like you and I would be on the phone and you're just kind of venting and going over things. Yeah. And, and oh, just try, almost trying to get it out. Like, you know, I, I don't know anything about running a website, but it is nice to just bounce ideas off of people sometimes and just almost have like a sounding board for the things that you're thinking. And then, you know, you're like, yeah, well, I'm really stressed out. I got a ton of work to do. And then a couple hours will go by and I'll look and Nick's in the discord chat, just talking <laughs> to the entire community. You know, he has all of this work to do, but also like you, like you always make time for the community itself that you're building. Cause it's something that you believe in so much. And, you know, you can't quantify things like that in, in terms of dollars and cents, but um, that, you know, there's a reason why, the pitch list has taken off as much as it has or that you guys won the, you know, the podcast bracket challenge, you know, all, all these things add up because there's so much goodwill that you're planting these seeds. And um, it's a weird segue to what I'm talking about with, you know, working by ourselves in real estate, but it does feel nice knowing that um, I'm planting these proverbial seeds with my wife and I, and there is a potential payoff down the road for it. It's not just me killing myself in the short term for a faceless corporation and, you know, just hoping that somebody notices and right. you know, maybe in two years I'll get a promotion. It's just completely different feel, different vibes. And um, I mean, I've, I've honestly never been happier or healthier. Yeah, that, that, that's great to hear. Uh, well, do you know the moment that you uh, moved from Target to saying, you know what, I'm done with this? Um, I mean, <laughs> I had multiple moments like that. Um, people listening to this that are, are married, I think can understand this. I don't, I don't have kids, so I, I understand that's probably even more so of a, of a thing for them. But, um, whenever you have somebody that counts on you financially, like insurance and, and, and their being, um, you'll take a lot, you know, you will work jobs that you do not like. And uncertainty is like 
is 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 the devil for me. You know, I I absolutely hate uncertainty. That was one of the biggest struggles with real estate is not knowing exactly when that next commission check is going to be or whenever you do close a deal, well when's the wire going to hit or when am I going to do this or you know, so many times like you'll feel like you you're completely done and you know, the deal is done and then it completely falls apart last minute. Um so like I I had multiple moments where like I was just done and and almost quit and you know, walked out and left and you know, thank God that there were people there that, that like knew I was kind of having a moment because I've, you know, I've wanted to quit half a dozen times, obviously. Anytime you're sure. working at a place that long, like, I mean, familiarity breeds discontent. And I, I lasted 11 months at guitar center. You yeah. lasted 11 years. Yeah. So I, I, I and I wanted to quit so long, like for such a long time doing that. So, so I very much understand. Mm-hmm. We've talked about target too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We uh, almost like, off the target now. Um, yeah. But I mean, okay, so so I guess let's, let's, let's just say at the end of Target, what was like the first day you removed from it? Like, um, I mean, it was it was kind of sad. We we had already been planning uh, the real estate thing. You know, it, this isn't like something that that just well, let's do this now. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was something that we had been weighing, and we're already getting our certifications and our, our state license and, and studying and that type of thing. So, um, it was kind of just a natural transition to all right. Well, now this is what we're going to do. Uh, those first few days, obviously, it was like a okay. Well, now we need to, you know, where do I move my four hundred one k? What are we doing for health insurance? What are we doing for dental? What are we doing for this? And um, you know, that's the type of thing that like. Um, I didn't realize this, but for all these years, like my wife has basically been my accountant. She's been my money manager. She's been my, you know, my personal assistant. She schedules all my appointments. She follows up on all of my emails. She does everything, honestly, right, everything right. for me. And I never, I never fully understood just how much she did for me until all of a sudden it's, it's more of like a 50, 50 thing. Cause we're both home and we're both working on the same projects and tasks. And it's like, man, you really do a lot. Like it, in, you know, for years it's been pretty thankless and, you know, another thing that's that's come from this career shift is just seeing just how much she works you and her we, we joke all the time that like you guys are you know like spirit partners or whatever because you guys do have just a ton of similarities we're like you guys are always working always yeah. malika's idea of fun her idea of of, of leisure and, and having a good time is maybe we have netflix on or something um but she has a stack of papers in front of her and highlighters and a whole bunch of office supplies and she's going through and, and working and 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 sending things and building things always that is that is her thing well i mean it's it's it comes from a place of you have a vision you have like a, a, i don't want to say like a purpose but it feels like oh there's a goal and i'm every single time i take a step closer to that goal i get a dopamine hit you know mm-hmm. I, it feels great that i'm oh yeah I'm achieving that and i uh, a lot of that stuff i mean i guess you get trained to embrace it I uh, but yeah I I totally understand like oh you have the papers and you're watching Netflix and cool you get to hang out with with the ants and and watch the show and also mm-hmm. get those things done it's like a trifecta of dopamine essentially in that way yeah. so I, I very much understand this so you understand what it's like because you literally are like the male version of my <laughs> wife like, <laughs> guys in uh, some for, aspects for those listening aspects. we're we're kind of underselling a little bit like I mentioned like we talk on the phone a lot right and every time we do um I always point the phone to my wife, right? Who's ever calling. And it's basically like a, she gives me the the thumbs up or the thumbs down uh, of like, are you answering it or are you not? Uh, Nick's doing some really weird things off camera yep. that you guys can't see. <laughs> um, but <laughs> long story short, every time Nick calls, it's always a yeah, answer it. Right. And oftentimes too, like we'll, we'll be doing something and like, it's almost like they have like this, this weird telepathy where it's like, Nick's going to call. 
my wife it, will literally say that. It and is then, pretty funny, yeah. And then Nick calls, so it, it, it is. But it's kind of. Then weird. she gets really upset when she says that I don't call for the entire night, and then you get mad at me, and I'm like, "Why did yeah. you call me? Well, I mean, why? <laughs> yeah. Why does it always have to be that way?" But Malika, mm-hmm. Malika will never call. No, she'll never call. No. Um. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shift gears completely here. So, I uh, I see you're wearing a Tom Brady hat. Uh, um, this is a Tampa Bay hat. <laughs> Nick, come on, dude. You think you're cute? <laughs> you think you're real I slick? <laughs> I think I think I am. Thank you very much. Uh, but you mentioned before you weren't a baseball fan, really, when you were growing up. You were no. more about football. No. So when did that happen? Um, After high school. That's what's so weird. Um, I can't even remember the exact moment. Like I, I jumped into a ESPN mock draft um, and I didn't know what I was doing. I took like I, I vaguely remember this, but. Uh, my first overall pick was Buster Posey, fourth overall as a catcher in a one catcher league and a 10 team ESPN oh, standard, which is like the cringiest thing I can think of. But like, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll take a catcher. He's cool. You know, he went to you know college in Florida. So yeah, I'll take him. Um, just didn't know what I was doing. Um, joined a couple public leagues on ESPN, got absolutely dusted. And I'd been playing fantasy football and I tried basketball a couple of times. Basketball is super hard. I don't know how anybody does it. Um, but really, like I, like, like I mentioned to you, out of high school, those first couple of years, I really struggled. Um, struggled financially. I struggled trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Um, you know, just trying to pay for college myself uh, was really, really difficult. I mean, I have a million credits. I've gone to three different schools. You know, so like my my academic history is an absolute mess, but like I was struggling in a lot of ways and I was bored. I was, you know, lonely kind of thing. I, you know, I didn't have a, a, a partner. I didn't have a spouse, a girlfriend, nothing like that. And uh, really just kind of looking for purpose. And I'm not saying that fantasy baseball is my purpose now, like, you know, fantasy baseball is my God or anything like that. But um, I was looking for things to get into. I've always been into music and, you know, that's something that you and I bond over too. But oh, yeah, um, I, 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 I came across it by happenstance and just, you know, I don't like to lose. And those first couple of leagues I joined, I lost. And then I just started reading and reading and learning a little bit more. And next thing you know, I'm playing my first money league, like a Yahoo pro league or something like that. And it's just gradually grown. And, you know, uh, years and years ago, my wife said, why don't you make a Twitter account? And I didn't even know about Twitter or anything like that. And next thing you know, like it's, that's how I communicate with people. Most of yeah. my friends are all on Twitter. It's the first thing I check whenever I wake up. It's the last thing I, you know, I check before I go to bed. All my communications, all of my my most meaningful friendships. I have a handful of friends that I've kept over the years that have just been, you know, my friends most of my life, you know, since fourth and fifth grade. Um, but I really think like my day to day interaction is like ninety five percent the the friends that I've cultivated online. Um, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned him a million times. Like, you know, Sammy is is literally my best friend, and you know, I, I flew out to California. Uh, I have crippling vertigo, and I've only flown a handful of times because of it. Flew out to California for his bachelor party, and that was the first time I ever met him. And his wife was cool with me, you know, sleeping in the guest room, and uh, you know, like it's it's just weird. Like it's become like such a central point of my life is this community that we've built, and um, you know, like I'm not necessarily like trying to be best friends with everybody, but I mean, I've made just amazing, amazing friendships. You know, like uh, another example is is uh, on Twitter, BD Entrick, Bubba Entrickin. I mean, same thing. Like he invited me on a podcast one time and we started texting and I mean, he is literally one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, and and I, I've mentioned this twice already. I don't have children. Um, I do have a bunch of nieces and nephews, but it's kind of cool where like, I have like this group of friends that are all roughly the same age as me and I'm seeing them, you know, take new jobs and move and have kids and, you know, start cultivating families and stuff themselves. It's it's almost like I can live vicariously through them and kind of enjoy and, and, and take part in that. Um, 
one thing that I've always had is I get immense joy out of the success of my friends, like un- unbelievable. Right. Um, like whenever you guys made your fundraising goal for the second year in a row on PitchCon, like I was like screaming in the house to Malika, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, cause it feels like a personal win. Um, so I have a lot of flaws, but I think that the fact that I can, I can live vicariously and like, I just get so much joy out of like my friends just, you know, accomplishing things. I, I think that's probably like my greatest, I don't know, trait character, well, I mean, it, characteristic. It, it's, you know, it's one of the many reasons why we all love you, Yance. Uh, and I, I can certainly attest to how involved you and Malika are in my dating life. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, let's go here. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not talking about my dating life, but just the fact that you guys need every single update all the time. Yeah, we want to know. Uh, <laughs> By the way, no, listen, Nick said we're not going to go there. I'm I'm the guest. Yeah, he's the host, but I'm the guest. Okay. This isn't Nick Pollock show. This is Nick Pollock and friends. So exactly. I have equal exactly. footing in this. Okay. Guys, Nick wants to get married. Okay, oh, Nick's no, not looking. This. Nick's this not looking not, for I'm a place. Gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> He's gonna cut me out. out. <laughs> Long not story short, no. Nick, stop Nick, this right all now. right, I'm stopping. I'm, I'm, I'm changing yeah. it up. We're okay, switching good, gears. Good. Nick has a big heart, and Nick is gonna make some woman really oh, happy one day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in my head right now. I'm thinking, uh, I am going to edit this out. I'm pretty sure. No, pretty no, sure. <laughs> we already moved on. We already moved on. All right, we're gonna six, move on. He's six forty. Has gorgeous eyes. We're gonna. <laughs> move on here i uh, and uh, so so still on the baseball topic because i mean you, you we've talked a lot about kind of like what you want to do in it, and you don't want to be involved in it you want to be like in this circle and doing things you've actually said to me hey nick can like be in the pitcherless staff meeting i'm like no are you, are you pitcherless staff yeah you're and, like i'd love to hire you like yeah. let's find you a role i'm like oh no i don't want to do that i just want to kind of see right. how the sausage just, just made yeah <laughs> you just want all the benefits without the work of it and i get it i get yeah. it completely um but right so i mean you've said this before you should just you want to be like the the supporter the one that's pushing everyone to succeed in it but you don't actually want to be involved actively correct um i think that's mostly correct i've i've, I've had people message me and stuff like why don't you make content anymore you know i used to podcast with uh during right. fantasy but I, I don't do that anymore um just because I at the time with my retail schedule, I just I had to keep canceling on people and I had to keep postponing. And I, I you know, it's brutal and I hate doing that. And I hate standing people up. You know, I, I hate not meeting people's expectations. Right. Um, yeah. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm just a free agent. And, you know, like last week I did five podcasts and live streams and I hosted a live draft for, you know, one of the rotary, you know, regional rotis, rotary, not rotary, rotisserie fantasy leagues, whatever. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Words are hard. Um, but I just yes, like kind of being, I like being able to pick my spots. Right. And I like, if I can't do something, I just don't do something. And, um, you know, could I have more followers if I, you know, regularly produce content and this and that? Yeah, I could. But in all seriousness, like I, I don't know how people like you that just has such a massive following online. I don't know how you manage that. I, I have 5,000 something followers and I really, really try to like, be a person to people. I don't want to be a brand. I don't right. want, I don't want to be so big that I'm getting mentions from a bunch of people that I don't know who they are. You know, um, I, I, I know you've seen this before. I, a couple times a month, I'll literally tweet out if, if you are following me and I am not following you and you want me to let me yeah, know, right? right? I am not so precious with my following to followers ratio. Like I have zero interest in looking like a celebrity. I'm, I'm right. literally just here because I don't have, 
people to interact with about baseball online or, you know, in real life, it's, it's all online only. So um, yeah, the motivation just isn't there to be like a, you know, like a a brand or a figurehead or a look how smart I am kind of thing. Um, And I'm not saying that that's other people's motivations, but um, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I don't have the time needed for that, you know, just, you know, with how things are going with work and stuff and, you know, we're super busy and um, I'm, I'm perfectly okay. Just kind of being like in the background and nobody really knows what panel to put me on in pitch con because nobody really knows exactly what Yancey does. You know, <laughs> I think I said on the, well, in, in year one of pitch con, I said like, I'm, you, you might know me from having a Twitter account is, is how I introduce myself, <laughs> but you're going to say something though, Nick. I mean, well, we know where to put you on. Like, I know I can put you on anything, essentially. Like, you win your fantasy leagues. You, you're good at this game. You have a lot to say about it. Um, it's not, it, like, you're not creating, you're not hesitating from creating content because uh, you don't know what to say. It's more mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah, that's an obligation that, you know, you want to you want to just have fun in this. You know, it's like going to a wedding as a plus one or something like I want to just enjoy the wedding. I don't yeah. want to have to go talk to those people or do that thing. I just want to be there for all the fun. Yep. And I, uh, that doesn't mean you don't know anything about it. Like I could put you on any of those panels, essentially say for like having uh, MLB credentials. I couldn't put you on that one. Yancy, maybe to host it. I I'll, ho- I'll, I'll host, I'll host, right? the hell host out of any it. of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I mean, so, I mean, I figured, I think people will, it worked out really well this past year with like mm-hmm. what makes a great fantasy baseball podcast because I don't know if there's anyone, maybe Chris, uh, baseball pods, but if there's anyone that listens to more podcasts that you do, uh, and when did that start? Um, you know, what's funny is I was actually just listening to the, uh, the TGFBI podcast and, uh, Jessa Mason had on Chris from baseball right, pods. Right. And Chris Lowe said, I think I listen to more baseball podcasts than anybody, except for maybe Yancey. Like that was literally yes, like his, exactly. his conversation. So, <laughs> um, and he joked too, I, I messaged him whenever he first created that account that multiple people, like seven, eight people were messaging me saying like, Hey, are you the, are you behind the baseball pods Twitter account? Oh my Cause God. like it fits like a glove. I'm like, no, that's, that's not me. No, I, I do have a burner, but it, that ain't it. And you guys are welcome to try to find oh, you it. Have one. Everybody does, dude. I don't. I legitimately that's a do lie. not. I don't. I, I mean, I have. I argue I, that at Petrolis is your burner. Da-dum. There it is. There it is. I. Uh, <laughs> but um, no. I mean, I have technically like four others, which are the like the the Petrolis podcast. Like this one has its yeah. own podcast. Uh, guys, give it a follow. Nick uh, Nick Friends Pod. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I should know this. Nick Friends PL maybe. One of those. Hi, come follow me on Twitter. <laughs> but I mean, no, I don't have a burner. I don't have time for a burner, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, what does a burner achieve that you can comment like and be upset at people that are upset at you? Well, really, the only reason why I have one is because, uh, you know, we talked about my wife earlier and I talked about how, you know, any tweets that have pictures of her or anything like that have a very short shelf life. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if, if I tweet something that is going to look bad, keep in mind, like I'm very online. My Twitter handle is my first and last name. Uh, whenever you Google me, it's the first thing that comes up. Right. You know, my wife is constantly like, uh uh-uh. uh. You know, yeah, you locked your account at one point because of that. I did, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in trouble, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was purely Malika's. Like, you have to, you are losing us customers. Yeah, well, to be fair, Malika and I, we don't have this relationship where we're ever telling each other what to do ever. Like I, sure. I told her this, I'm like, I'm never going to be that husband that's telling you what you can and can't do, right. where you can go. Yeah, nothing like that. Um, but like she told me, she's like, you know, if we're going to be in business together, like you have to understand that your brand is literally a part of our business, right? She's right. And, you know, I 
I'm not saying like I keep it, you know, rated PG on there. Like I do say things, whatever, but um, ultimately like everything that I'm posting online is a reflection of the two of us as a business. Um, And that was kind of hard for me to reconcile for a while, which was, you know, like the things that you say matter whenever people are deciding to do work with you. The first thing they do is they look you up online and I'm guilty of this too. Everybody does this, right? You want to know who you're dealing with. And so like, if I'm putting things out there that I'm not, I don't want to say that I don't stand by them, but that I, I wouldn't want to be like the first you know, digital advertisement that people see of me and my character, you know, that's why I use a burner whenever you got a point to make, you know, <laughs> you know, all right. Okay. I understand. I get that. Yeah. Um, do you have to make that point though? Mm, that's fair. And, and, and to be honest with you, um, like I, I used to use a burner a lot and more recently, almost not at all. Uh, just because I've, I think I've done a really good job of kind of cultivating my Twitter experience. Like I block a ton of accounts, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, whenever I tell people like, Hey, you know, I'll follow you if you want me to. Like, I, I'm very explicit with this. I'm like, no jerks whatsoever. Right. I'm not right. going to engage with you. I'm not going to go back and forth. Yep. You know, I, I'm not interested in that. Like it's, there's so many flavors in the world. Like why be salty, Nick? You know, why, why <laughs> your reactions? I wish there was live video for this because your reactions. Why are just... Be sal- I'm just thinking of like ice cream. That's just like salt flavored something like, well, maybe that's a viable flavor. I don't know. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, uh, I mean, you'll hear a lot of people say this, but yeah, the Twitter mute function is, I think the best thing there mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, just don't, there's no reason to expose yourself to that. You know, like haters. You, you hate. took a, you took a foray into open DMs. What's that life been like? It's been great. There's only been one negative DM mm-hmm. that I've gotten, and it was from a verified account. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was putting it on a platter for you to. I was serving it up to you, see if you. I mean, I'm not going to say who it was, but I mean, you guys might be able to figure out who it is if you like followed what's been happening in the past month. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't respond to it, and it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest DM. It's like I think it's a negative one. It's got to be a negative one, but it makes no sense. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everything else has been like, everyone's like, oh, hey, you know, uh, thanks so much for like opening this. And I have some questions. My fantasy team, that's pretty much been it. Yeah, I have. I have gotten um, some people reaching out about like wanting to work together mm-hmm. that I just don't want to do. Um, that's or, like or, or the only... can't do, you know, or can't do. Sure. Be fair to them. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, sorry. That doesn't mean like if I haven't responded to me, I don't want to. Very good mm-hmm. point. Um, but I, but I mean, that's really the only, like, you know, that's the only like time consuming part. I'm very happy answering questions. I go through like everybody doing this stuff, like through the day, I, in some ways for me, it's like my relaxation moment to be like, cool, I'll answer some questions. This is like a change of pace and uh, I don't mind whatsoever, but I have to be in a certain mindset because there's a lot of times where it's just like, I just don't want to think about fantasy. I don't want to yeah. type anything out. I don't want to do that. You know that feeling. There's just like a wall that you hit. Um, it, it's I don't know if it's essentially like a wall, but it's like there is something holding you back uh, and tugging. Like, don't you dare do that thing. Everyone mm-hmm. knows this feeling. Yep. And I get there. It's hard not to. It's impossible not to. So my, uh, I'm not responding. It's just because I'm not in that moment. Right. Then. That mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to cut you off, but um, like my main like unofficial mantra for Twitter is um, I'm not acting like I'm a patron saint and I'm only nice all the time. Like I said earlier, but um, I refuse to give more energy 
to negativity. And like, I refuse to amplify people who are intentionally acting in bad faith or are just trying to cause harm. I'm not, I'm not saying that I completely ignore them all the time, but I'm not going to give them more energy than people who are telling me that I'm right. great. Yeah. And like one of the things that drives me insane with Twitter is, is quote tweeting jerks, right? Mm-hmm. You are literally amplifying their message and and you are validating what they're saying because sure. all they want, they're not trying to convince you of something. They're not trying to make you change your mind. They're just trying to get attention and they're not only getting it from you, but now they're getting it from, you know, exponentially more people because you're boosting that signal. So like I, I really try, you know, some, like I said, sometimes I'll reply to people uh, directly or I'll message them. But I'm not going to amplify jerks by quote tweeting them into my timeline. I think if everybody got this, like, you know, trolls would go away <laughs> almost immediately. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. you know, like they're getting those notifications whenever people are replying to a quote tweet and liking a quote tweet and responding to it. Um, they're, they're getting that same dopamine hit that you are whenever, you know, a tweet gets a ton of engagement. You know, so yeah. like don't 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 feed the trolls. Don't don't put more validation towards negative energy than positive energy is that worse than doing a generic subtweet uh i mean generic subtweets i've been there i've done it you know um i'm pretty open i don't really necessarily have a problem engaging with people in intellectual discourse but i mean it is kind of childish right i think you can kind of tell like people who are, are relatively newer to twitter versus people who've been on twitter for a long time because they're basically subtweeting people all the time or they're literally typing out people's names and not tagging them in it if you don't know what subtweeting is, essentially it's just uh, there's some tweet going around, and instead of actually referencing it, you're gonna passively aggressively reference it inside or or a person, with, you know, yeah, without without adding them or letting them know. Mm-hmm. So you see, you know, it, it, it's it can be weird. Then you're like, you, then a lot of people see, and a lot of people think that they're being targeted when they're not, and it's just like let's just all. Yeah. Communication, you know, all wars would be over if we all, all of communication. Them. <laughs> I'm serious. Anger, anger comes from a place of 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 expression mm-hmm. and and wanting to be like understood. Um, and I, I very much believe that if you're able to communicate properly and express how you feel and have that feeling under uh, reciprocated and understood. I very much feel that that's the root of 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 that hate and anger. Um, so that's how I feel a lot. But that's that's very much philosophical. And Nick, actually, Nick's you know, so wise. No, no, I'm not. But I like <laughs> philosophy, and you do too. Yeah. Um, this is actually something we bond about a lot. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, I, we can go into the realm of like sci-fi and and parallel universes, all that kind of stuff. Let's just uh, let's just put it out on the table. Like, how do you feel about all that? How do you feel about say religion and uh, parallel universes and afterlife, all that kind of stuff. Um, one of my side hobbies is, is learning about the universe, you know, cosmology, astronomy, mm-hmm. physics. Those are things I really enjoy. Unfortunately, they don't really have a mass audience at all. Except for astrology, of course. Uh, not astrology. <laughs> First off, how dare you? Uh, not astrology. No, I couldn't even tell you what my wife's zodiac sign is. I happen to know what mine is just because I just people, know like three of them. I don't know when they are. <laughs> uh, don't get me started on astrology. I, I, I can't do that on this show. You're, you, you know, you're trolling me. You're like yeah, triggering me. Of course. Um, but I, I like to understand how, how the world works, right? Mm-hmm. On a, in a fundamental level. Um, I will say this, that we know very, very, very little Yep. And the more that I learn, the more I realize that I don't know. And I know that's kind of a cliche uh, yes. thing to the say. Dunning-Kruger but effect. 
we we are so far away from truly understanding anything about anything and in the in that spirit i always try to be kind to people whenever i'm trying to disagree with them or trying to show them that hey maybe that's not completely an accurate way of looking at things or i think you kind of missed the point of something here um because in 30 years you know what we think is completely normal and acceptable and and in science and you know a, a statement of fact is going to look completely different you know mm-hmm. um so like I, I'm just trying to think of that. Think about how stupid people look 200 years ago. You know that are they're chopping off body parts and bleeding people out because they think that it's going to heal them. You know, but at the time that was cutting edge medicine. Think about now how stupid we are going to look in 200 years. Whenever people are saying, "Wow, well they ate these things in their diet," and they were wondering, and it took them this long, they didn't know that you know milk causes can't i don't know something stupid like that oh, you know what i mean don't but like you dare say that one. yeah <laughs> i'm donezo in like 10 years then if that's yeah. the case Ooh. but just just uh I, I like to learn a lot i know this is kind of a, a clunky statement i like to learn i like to read a ton um mm-hmm. and i'm just like with fantasy I'm, I'm not super interested in uh kind of showing everybody how smart i am or you know how much i think i know because ultimately i don't know anything when i was younger I kind of had a little bit of that um, that know-it-all streak in me. And, you know, whenever you lack confidence internally, like I told you, like I was very small as a kid, um, you, you you find other ways to kind of amplify your your ego and, and your sense of self-worth. And sure. like for me, it was, you know, I was, I was trying to flex, you know, how smart I was. And now like thinking back to like how I was, you know, during those times, those ages, like, you know, makes me want to just, it, it makes my skin crawl, you know? Um, like thankfully, you know, whenever I went into high school, my ninth grade year, I was exactly five feet tall, right? Five foot zero. And uh, the start of my sophomore year, I was 5'11". Wow. So suddenly I, I grew 11 inches in a year, right? Yeah. And with that came a lot more confidence, um, but it shifted from being like, uh, you know, like, oh, mentally, I'm going to go to war with people too. Well, now I'm physically tall and now it's like a, a physical domineerance, you know, domineerance, dominance thing that <laughs> domineerance. I'll allow like, it. That's fine. We'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've said worse things. <laughs> like I don't, I don't make sense half the time. No, you don't. That's no, no. that's the charm, right? <laughs> Nick, um, what is? Let me ask you a question. Let me let me yeah. switch gears, like you like no. to say. Um, what 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 is an interest? Because I've told you this multiple times. I think baseball is the least interesting thing about you. That right? is okay. That is easily the greatest compliment I have ever been given. And, and um, kudos to you because I think some people would take that as a as a diss. Are you joking? That is, I'm, that is I'm not saying that you're not super interesting at baseball. Obviously, I, I listen and read everything that you produce, but I think I feel like there's so many layers to the onion that is Nick Pollock, and everybody only gets one. Right? You're really good at building a brand. You're really good at what you do. Obviously, like this this community, everything that you're doing is amazing. Um, but if I have one regret on my online persona is that I was pigeonholed into baseball, just baseball sure. stuff. Right. Sure. And it's probably like my fifth most loved interest. Like seriously, you know what I mean? And so I, I wish I had more meaningful relationships pertaining to the other interests in my life. But like, right. So with that being said, like what, who is, who is Nick? That's not baseball, right? Oh, this man. is Nick Pollock and friends. It's not just the friends part. So like, well, it, it's about the friends. No, I don't know. I mean, uh, well, first of all, I don't feel necessarily pigeonholed. Like, mm-hmm. um, baseball has been a huge thing of my life forever. It really, there was, there's was maybe a Valley, like after senior year of college. And then after a little, I was more into guitar. And I thought that's kind of where I was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but baseball is always, I mean, specifically pitching has always just been there. 
Uh, and actually, like during that that valley, I wasn't even like watching games as much. You know, mm. I, I missed the World Series like two years or something like that. I just didn't really care uh, because I was just focusing on other things, and I didn't want to. Like none of my friends were really into baseball, so uh, I just removed myself from it mm-hmm. uh, for a moment. But I mean, I, I will say this podcast a bit is going away from it. Right? This isn't. Um, the Nick Pollock baseball show. This is Nick Pollock and friends. And the reason it's that is I enjoy people a lot. I was a psych major and I thought I was going to be a psychologist. I thought that's what I was going to do. By the way, my wife was two guys. So another parallel between the two of them. Oh yeah. Because that's not like the most (laughs) popular major in the United States or something like that. Um, Speaking of alternate universes, there is one where Nick and my (laughs) wife are happily married. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, sure, everyone is married in parallel universes, okay? They're infinite. Anyway, I so I, I very much enjoy, and you actually mentioned this before, being detail-oriented. You are that. Malika is that. I'm very much that. I, I like you, enjoy how things you know come to be and what makes a good podcast and what uh, you know what makes a good website. And there, there's so many elements to that. Um, that I want to know about from everybody and all the fields everyone does. And eventually, I mean, right now we're starting, we're just, I'm just going to be doing people I know from the baseball industry. But mm-hmm. the idea of this podcast is to really spread it out into um, people I know outside of the sport. Because um, I know some fascinating people, way more interesting people than me, uh, that I, I would just listen to them talk for ages. Yep. Uh, and they do very particular things in their industry that they're really, really good at. Um, and I cannot wait to have them on this show, that'll probably be more of an off-season one, uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's there are a lot of things that we like. I mean, that's why we became close friends because there are so many things. I mean, music, for example, I that's how we bonded initially. I think, mm-hmm. like, uh, we were DMing just Spotify links. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just dropping them in. Yeah, no you context. Know, Listen here, to this. Here, here's Vola and Chaos Bay and Devin mm-hmm. Townsend. I mean, those are the those are like the trio of like always telling people because no one knows them and it's stupid because they're all great mm-hmm. and y'all should know them. Um, but then I'd send you like some random song I discovered like ten years ago because I have like thirty thousand songs in my iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the same genre of music. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where you and I that's kind me. of we yeah. we depart a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm a, a heavy, heavy, heavy metal listener. Um, all genres and doom and sludge and hardcore and industrial what anything but also just a gigantic jazz listener and i absolutely love you know indie pop i love folk music i love bluegrass like i mean uh you know the spotify thing it's it's kind of like self-indulgent but i love that they do like the 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 recap right of the year sure and then me doing the math and realizing i average like nine hours of music listening a day you know so <laughs> and then almost realizing like i have like an issue you know so you do that okay so i mean it's podcasts and music all the time when you're working and yeah you just kind of locked in Yep. see i i can't do that i i i i did for a little bit i mean there are certain times when i'm doing things like i have like my music going and i wish i could but i'm too i, I need to be so ultra focused i remember actually talking to ben Lindbergh when i ran into him when he was doing like book signings and stuff i love ben Lindbergh, um, by the way. he is he's such a great human mm-hmm. uh and i asked him like how do you like what is your setup when you write like do you listen to music no he's like no it needs to be absolute silence and i i at the time i was like oh no i put on music when i work but then i realized like no i i shouldn't 
that's like for my entertainment side and I realize I don't get as much work done. I can't do that anymore. The only the only only uh, exception is I listen to Africa by Toto on repeat when I do the SP roundup. Oh my god. I do it's just a vibe. Do you really want this? You're gonna cut this out too, aren't you? I, I mentioned this, this multiple times. <laughs> That's fine. It's just a vibe. It's just a feeling in the morning. Like or it used to be in the morning. Now it's at night. Yeah. And I might actually not do it at night as much as I did in the morning. But it was just like that's it's just there you know it's kind of like how people would listen to, oh god i can't believe i'm going to even compare myself to this like people listen to margaritaville like it's just a feel it's just like there i am all right doing the roundup oh man it's already instrumental section again oh no okay gotta gotta get going i think the, that's it. the one the one song we have in our household is uh on certain mornings malika likes to blast from the smart speaker uh the opening song to the lion king <laughs> <Star-level> <laughs> <life>. <laughs> yeah, like really everyone, loud like through the house yeah everyone has a different version like if i if i asked you right now to sing the circle of life i'm not doing it no. i know I'm not, i know you're not <laughs> don't worry I, that's why i made it a hypothetical yance yeah but if you were how you sing it and w- the words you say with it are going to be completely different than what i say oh yeah there's actual lyrics but i don't I know yeah. No one knows it. This is like this is the craziest thing to me. Everyone has a different version of the circle of yeah. life. I yeah. love it. Uh, there, there was actually like a, a kid in my school who would. Who There's had lots the of kids thing. in your school, actually. Funny, funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, do you guys also know that Yancey Eden um, was a comedian? Uh, <laughs> Good one, Nick. Oh, thanks. <laughs> This Thanks, is where you yes. should have a soundboard. You put in your little laugh track. And, yeah. Oh, I have the, uh, the warrant, warrant, warrant. That's in the other thing. Um, but right, I, I, there was a kid at school who like would do a version of the Circle of Life himself, which may mm-hmm. have made a bias of my version of it. But I really I, like fine tune how you sing. I think it's hilarious. Anyway, moving past that. Uh, so you love a ton of music. You said jazz, you said metal, but it's not really just that stuff either. No, no. I mean... Everything, uh, literally everything. If There's you want to, bu- if you want to bond with the ants, send him your favorite song from Spotify. One of the things I like doing whenever I'm like, I, I first become like buddies with people, or I'm trying to get to be friends with people, or I ask somebody for their number and they give it to me. I ask them to go to Spotify and go to like their recently played, and like you can't fake it. You know what I mean? It's it's right. it's algorithmic. You can't. It's not a playlist you can move up and down. But like, I want to see what people are listening to. I think that stuff is so so interesting. Just like with fantasy baseball, where you know there's the the adage, um, uh, you know, nobody wants to hear about your fantasy teams. Au contraire, I really want to hear about your fantasy baseball teams. For mm-hmm. some reason, I I love the personalization of things. I love hearing specifically why why did he take this player versus that player why did he you know wait on closers here or i i like hearing that stuff a lot more than just like these are my ranks guys uh jt real yeah. broke broke his thumb you know are you guys moving them down like i don't care about that like i i yeah. want to see how a team's built i want to see what your decision process is right it's the same thing with music man i want to i want to know what people are listening to how they're listening to it do you do you look out for new music are you you know, like me, like I read, All the time. I, I read 50 something music blogs a day just because like, I'm obsessed with like, what's next, what's new. But you know, I also listen to old music too, but I'm just, for some reason, I think that stuff is so interesting. I, I sit there on the Spotify app on my computer and just thank God bless whoever shares their plays publicly to where I can sit there and see what everybody's listening to because, oh my God, I think it is, I don't know what Why it is about my it? brain. You, do you do you see what I I I think we are friends on Spotify. We are. The problem is, is you're always on Apple Music, so I don't really get to see. 
Oh, no, okay. It's just iTunes. I know I'm not even in Apple Music. I, I refuse to download the new updates for iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want my library to go away. No, um, the, uh, what I was, I was going to mention is you got to go on our prog metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The subreddit prog metal. I cannot tell you how much I've, I've discovered there. Um, like the random little songs here, there's this random band that you tell me, oh man, under a thousand listens on Spotify a month. Like, I don't know. I sent you a guy who's not even on Spotify, and I think he's brilliant. Yes. Uh, that's Fortiori. I know, like, no one is going to, everyone's going to, what on earth is this, Nick? It's a guy who just writes really catchy, like, prog metal with a, with a clean vocalist on top of it. It's, it has that's, two that's your jam. Worth it. Yeah, that's Nick, it. Nick, if like you, women, he has a type when it comes to music. Oh, he, man. <laughs> it's, it's so straightforward. It's like, I don't like growls, I don't like screams. But I love mm-hmm. heavy guitars. I love heavy drums, like a more riff based if possible. Mm-hmm. I do not care about lyrics, and I want a melodic singer. And they, yes, there's obviously if they're a terrible singer, like, I'm not going to be into that. But if as long as those things are combined and there's like good songwriting, in, you know, I'll even go with like the catchiest stuff as long as it has that that feel to it mm-hmm. um, and with a good production and everything. I am so in for that. Send me all of that stuff. If you guys listen to that stuff. So I, uh, but you got to go to art prog metal. I'm telling you like, that's right. I have a complicated this. relationship with Reddit. Um, like I'll go like months where like I'm on it every single day and I'm, uh-huh. I'm using it obviously as like a news and music aggregator. Sure. And then there's times where like I won't be on it for months and months. It's it's wow. just one of those things where like because it's so algor- algorithmically perfect to where you are just spending so much time on it. Like yeah. you know, I have to be careful with, with Twitter. Like you you've noticed this. You've said things before, and you know some of my other friends have noticed. Um, like I will I will kind of take like sabbaticals on Twitter. Yeah. I don't completely go away, but you know I never announce it. Uh, that's another one of my pet peeves on Twitter is when people's like, "Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that I'm taking a break." Okay, you don't have to let us know. I guarantee the people who truly do care, they should already have your number, right? If they don't know anything about you outside of Twitter, they're not going to notice that you're gone. I know that sounds right. really mean, but it's true, right? Yep. I hate when people announce it. I hate when they say they're, I'm done, you know? Okay, bye. You know, it's, it's, you're taking it way too seriously, but um, I'll, 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 I have to like self impose like restrictions on myself because hmm. I, I have an extremely addictive personality. You know, we're talking about music. I go to the library every single week to get new releases. And I mean, I, I own 2,500 something full digital albums. I'm obs- I, meticulously categorizing songs and genres and, and artists and live recordings. And I just get obsessed with things too much. And sure. if, if I'm not constantly calling it, you know, like my Feedly account, which is, you know, like my replacement to Google reader, it's where I get all my, my news and articles and stuff. Um, every new year's Eve, I make it a, a, a thing where I have to go through it and I have to call out some of these sources. Cause mm. next thing you know, like I'm, I'm just, it becomes like a job where I'm so obsessed with going through every single blog role and making sure that I'm reading it, that I'm constantly having to take breaks from things because, um, you know, I, I just have like an unhealthy, unchecked obsession with things, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, there's a reason why I didn't, you know, pick up drinking in high school at all. Like I didn't have like my first drop of alcohol until like I was married, like with my wife, right, you know, right. I just, I just latch onto things so much. So it's like, let's latch onto healthy things. You know, do you, do you drink? I actually haven't even heard like any moment like, Oh yeah, I'm having a beer or something like that. Um, I don't drink right now. Um, I just have some weird health issues. I have like some blood issues and stuff going on. So I'm uh-huh. trying to get that under, under wraps. Um, there was a while there where like, um, I was drinking 
nothing like destructive or anything like that. But sure. all of a sudden, it was like a oh, well, I'm not at work. All right, well, let's like let's go buy some beers and like let's let's yeah, drink sure, and right, right, you know right. you have to be careful with stuff like that because you know um again I'm not putting this on anybody else, but for me it was becoming very much like like a crutch, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, when you're like, I, I mentioned not being able to compartmentalize work and having a home life and stuff like that, you know, like you use something like alcohol as like an excuse to, well, I'm really stressed out, you know, right, and right, as right. opposed to like actually like exploring your thoughts and why you're stressed out and, you know, coming up with the resolutions of how you can improve things and what needs to be done and, and things that need to be said, difficult conversations that you need to have with yourself and with others that impact your life. Oh, I'm just going to buy a six pack and I'm just, you know, whatever you know, and then it, it right. just kicks the can down the road. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't drink. I mean, I've, I've had drinks and stuff, nothing even remotely close to, you know, in the last several months or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a really long way of saying not really <laughs> Nick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, long story got, short, right? <laughs> long story short. There we go. Uh, it's not a Yancey call unless he says at least twice. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I didn't drink in high school at all. Uh, yeah. I, and then obviously, you know, went to college and experienced it and all that. I would say that, especially during quarantine, like I have, I, I have had some drinks, but not really at all. Uh, and it had been something that I've been trying to do less of. Not this, not to say that I'd done a lot of it before. It's only been social, really. I, I mean, I feel very lucky in this way because. Uh, like you, I very much think I have an addicted personality. I'm addicted to working at Pitcherless. I'm addicted to playing this sport and doing all these things and listening to music. That's why I have so many songs on it, right? Uh, so I feel lucky that I've dodged this thing that probably would have consumed me if I went after it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, and I, I, I know that people have struggled with it, and I can't express like. I I I can see that road, and I I you know how hard that must be. Um, so I commend everyone that doesn't run from that, and like you know really says embraces it and goes through it, and that's a, that's hard. It's like it's not something that you get over. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it, it used to be I really so difficult. It used to be really difficult for for me. Um, whenever Malik and I first were married, mm-hmm. um, because here's two people. Uh, you know, she had dated before. She had long term relationships. I never. Did. Right. Right. And so uh, here's a woman who loves me more than anything. And, you know, I have all kinds of character flaws. I'm sure you've picked up on some of them. Um, for one, I can't I can't make a point quickly. I, I can't. <laughs> That's one of them. Oh, no, I think I, we've always joked that your tombstone tombstone will say like, long story short, yeah. you know, or like uh, <laughs> or it would be like prefacing something. You always have to preface everything. Yeah. Because you're worried that like it's going to be coming across the wrong way. And I keep telling you, Yancey. It's not going to come across. Yeah, this is a safe space. Yeah, yeah. You don't need all the caveats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, whenever we were first married, it was really hard for me to kind of take the fact that this woman loves me more than anything. Right. She mm-hmm. is president of team Yancey. You know what I mean? Like, right, this right. isn't an enemy. This is somebody who has my back. Like nobody, literally nobody else will outside of maybe my mother. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and having to realize that like, Hey guys, same team, you know, same team. Like, and you know, that was transformational for me. And it's, it's something that like, I'm still bad about, you know, and to her, to her credit, she is the most receptive person when it comes to communicating. And her answer is always like, no, I want to deal with this right now. 
Yeah. Whereas with me, like yeah. I've always had like this like evasive, you know, when, when you grow up in a house with, you know, there's a lot of things going on in our house when I was a kid and it was a big house and I had a lot of siblings and I share a room and just lots of stuff going on in my house that we'll say for a future episode of uh, Nick Pollock and friends. But <laughs> there you go. Um, like it was always about kind of just getting through the day. Right. It was always about survival. It was always about I was trying to take up as little space as humanly possible. I knew my mom had a lot going on. My dad had a lot going on. All of my siblings did. And like I said, I was the third out of four kids. So like it was a it was a strength in our family to kind of keep things to yourself and not take up space and not take up emotional bandwidth from other people. And again, to Malika's credit, it's been 10 years. She's been unraveling that and and kind of like retraining me to be like, no, like you're, you're not going to push me aside. You're not going to not ever address any of your problems. Like we're going to talk about this. Yeah. What is the last thing that you bought for somebody else? Why are you interviewing me? What is this? Because I love, I told you already, I love this stuff. I, <laughs> I love, I, I love learning more about people that I don't. This is, know about. Uh, what was the last thing I bought for someone else? Yes. Um, are we, Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like different ways of phrasing this. I could do uh, Reddit Secret Santa, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I also tried to be a rematcher, so I did that in like a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm sure I bought other things. I don't know. I mean, I supported Palooza this morning. Me too. I hey, be, uh, I hope everyone did that. Um, but of course, you know, this is over. I uh, <laughs> so Justin Mason. I'm sure you did a great job, and we're all proud of you for that. By the way, his whole goal um, was to beat PitchCon by one dollar. Is that right? <laughs> he said that on a podcast. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> um, I hope he does. You know, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, I don't know. I mean, I am not a gift giver. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel that more important is my time. Like I've lent money recently to people, mm-hmm. you know, um, that needed it. Uh, but it's more about I feel I don't know. I'm more about like, hey, I will give my time to you. Um, less so of like here's a gift because I I don't I don't think that way I don't think of like how can I give my money to them I feel that that's just I don't know it's not as meaningful from me I uh, than like spending time and you know because that that's that's the that's the fun of life to me is like other people um, they say hell is other people screw that <laughs> <laughs> Alex says that a lot <laughs> it's not I know but it's not to me it's that's the beauty. Like my favorite thing in life is is ha- other people having different perspectives and approaches to the same problems that I'm seeing mm-hmm. and then respecting that. Like if I don't respect it, it's the most frustrating thing ever. It feels like it's a waste of time. It's just like that's just no. It, it's it's someone else that like has a different way of thinking than I'm like I can't do that. That's not who I am. I can't I don't have that ability. I want I want to see that, understand that, and then respect that. And people, I mean, more times than not, I do experience that. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I think about stuff like that. I don't know. That's a very good question. Maybe I should buy more things for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, my, my family, we're just not big gift givers at all. And Malika, she is not a gift giver in the slight, like, at all, right? Which Her, her love language is time, and acts of service. She loves attention more than anything in the entire world. Like she'll tell you this. Like, oh yeah, she wanted a full Nick Pollock and Friends episode. Yeah, right. She, but she doesn't want attention from other people, right? Like when we got married, like I was planning to throw like this huge 
thing for her, you know, mm-hmm. and she's so introverted when uh, around groups of people, but she thrives on like one on one or like a, a, like a very, very small group of people. Right, that's yeah. like that's like her jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why, you know, all of our conversations are always like you call me and like we're talking and Malika's there kind of like, you know, piping in and stuff because like, right. you know, just the the stress of of her having to lead a conversation or being a part of like a big group is is kind of overwhelming for her. Hmm. Um, so like we ended up having like a super, super small wedding, which is like a handful of family members because that's what she wanted. And why wasn't I invited? Uh, this was 10 years ago. Yeah, well, come on, man. <laughs> you, you know, parallel universes and time travel and stuff like, come, let's go. I'm still waiting for my invite. Yeah, I I mean, we can we can make it happen. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to, she's not going to listen to this because uh, I, I already told you she loves me to death. Obviously, we're married, but mm-hmm. um, she also, uh, she also is like not about that life when it comes to like oh, yeah no, no she, she doesn't not, think exactly i'm as like you des- yeah, as you described her it's not like this like everything i gotta have this massive attention wedding and stuff of course not yeah but even i i i mean it more as like a she doesn't go and like listen to podcasts of me she doesn't oh, sure. yeah, yeah she doesn't watch live streams of me like she right. just does not care she doesn't care you know i've, I've told you this before nick and I, I know we're running long but uh it's shocking yeah i'm not making that a thing on this podcast by the way what it's only for on the corner what Alex trying to hurry up and go home? That one? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, no, no, we might go a little bit long. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it. There is no long or short on these. Yeah, but like I, I, I want, I want her to feel like she gets like the authentic me, and I think it drives her crazy whenever I'm like on podcasts and streams and stuff. Because even though I'm trying to be as honest of a representation as I am, like I'm trying to talk to you like we talk on the phone, right? Yeah, minus, minus like doing it. No profanity, because I cuss really, really bad in real life. <laughs> I never curse in real life, do I, Yancey? No, I mean I've heard it a couple times. I've heard <laughs> no, it. No, I times. certainly do. I, I, I look, I, like I, 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 I hope people understand that when I am like no cursing, all that kind of stuff. It's for, it's for that for the reason that I want more people to be, you know, welcome mm-hmm. with all the stuff we hear we do here. Sure, I know how to curse, and I've cursed before in my day. Uh, but that's not important. With the pictureless, it's it's very important to me that everybody feels welcome, and there's no reason yeah. to you know the it, cursing is yeah you know, it just sends some people away. I don't want that. So hope everyone understands that. Mm-hmm. Nick, what is what is something that you wish people knew about you? Oh, I, that's I don't know. <laughs> come on, come on. That that's such a weird statement. I want like, to I expose. I want to expose the underbelly of Nick Pollock. Okay. How is, okay. How does if the they underbelly can't, look if they to can't, you? If they can't glean something <laughs> that they've never heard from you on every single episode, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Oh man. You have to be vulnerable to your audience. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like if there's something that I want people to know about me, it's just going to sound like boastful or egotistical, all that kind of stuff. And I don't want to do that. i like that. That doesn't, that's not me. I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. You know? All right. What's a what's a, a little quirk? What's a personality quirk about you? What's what's something okay. weird you do at your house? All right. All right. I think I can maybe I can do this. I um, I have a couple hidden talents. There's um. Let's see if I can do it the first try here. I don't know if you just heard that. Wow. Yeah. I, I so thought I, it was like Skype opening up or something. What no, was that? that was that was me doing a <laughs> droplet sound with my mouth. Um, I okay. can also. Uh, I can also click super loudly. Click? Yeah, with my tongue. Let's hear it. But the thing, it's gonna. Okay, so I'm just telling you right now. If you're listening, you might want to like 
turn down the volume or something <laughs> like that because it's gonna just peak right now as I do this. I'm gonna pull the mic away just for y'all. Just do it. Wow, that was okay. Yeah, that was just with right. my tongue. That's all it was. But well, I listen, learned how to do that when I was like six or seven. I feel like your audience really understands yeah, like, now what it is that me. makes Nick Pollock tick now. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Thanks, Yance. Appreciate you. I mean, I don't know. What uh, What do you guys... Uh, I don't know, man. You know more about me now. Mm-hmm. So, what makes me tick, Yance? I, I know we're not allowed to talk about this, but I, I want people to know that Nick is like, literally like, how do I explain this? Nick is that guy in like your friends group that like is like exploding with love for other people. That's not a joke. Why are you laughing? I'm being I'm honest. I'm laughing because it's, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope like uh, I, I, I think it's touching. It's out, lost of, in the, out of discomfort. I'm laughing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think people realize like how big of a heart you have and like how badly like you just want to like put love out into the world. You know what I mean? Like really, like I'm not being funny. Like I'm being dead honest. Like, that's very sweet. Yancy. Like you just have like a gigantic heart. And I think it kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit just because of the type of content that you do, which is obviously it's baseball. And if, sure. if you had conversations like this during every on the corner podcast, I think Alex would quit, you know, but um, yeah, I think you just have like an immense heart and I'm excited if this podcast is like, if that's where it goes, where it's, mm-hmm. we kind of get to see like more of actually like who Nick Pollock is, as like a person, not Nick Pollock as like online Twitter persona, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, I want that to be the case as well. Um, okay. I have an answer. Okay. Let's hear it. I, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but I am very, very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. I love, I love talking about designs and systems and, you know, every intricate part of like, what are users doing and what do they want? And following like, what's UI and UX and what works and what doesn't. Um, and I will never, never be upset at any sort of feedback at ideas at all this stuff. That is what makes me like most excited. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like Pitchless is the, the, the culmination of all these things that I was involved with, right? Obviously pitching and baseball, but also being a tech nerd, you know, and uh, knowing how to build a WordPress site and teaching myself how to make a GIF. Um, I have, you know, I'm a little silly when it comes to writing and I've always enjoyed being like creative writing, hey, like the essays and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I got to do that with the SP Roundup. And then I've always enjoyed, um, I've always enjoyed creating things. I'm, I'm someone who's very much like, we have a project, I'm going to do that. I, I, <laughs> All right, very very intimate Nick Pollock. I in 2013 This is what we want. I decided to expunge or like ex- not expunge but like a release everything like all my musical um like anything I wanted to do with music, right? And just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to I was trying to be in a band, didn't really work, so I just wanted to do some project that felt like I did that part of my life. So I created a guitar song every weekday of 2013. And, and just like, created I put, it, I put it out on the internet. It's, it's out which is there. terrifying yeah i did that i was yeah. just like here's a site every single day it's like a mix of things i had already written and then wrote new things um and that was a project and because it was a project i was really into it i wanted to create this thing and do this thing and something that like no one was really doing and i was like oh i know the how to do that how like you know i can put it up on youtube and i can record that and so on and i did that and then the next thing was picture gifts after that because i wanted another uh, project right mm-hmm. so i I, um, you know, I very, very much enjoy that process and I will never, 
turn away a conversation about it. I will say there are certain times when I have repeat conversations and the thing that I am trying better to be is sometimes I can be a little irritable mm-hmm. uh, when I get the same suggestion again and I say, hey, you know, not going to pursue that, appreciate it. And then they want to talk for 30 minutes about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go into this again for like the, you know, the fifth time or so. But then I realize afterwards, like, I don't want to talk about it because I'm, I'm like not internalizing the thing, like mm-hmm. why I'm actually upset about that, you know? But, uh, but yeah, please, please I'll pay, talk I'll, to I'll, me about details and things we should be doing and all that stuff. I will, I love that stuff. I'll piggyback off that too. I've, one thing I've noticed with you is because whenever you're working on things, because you are so detail oriented, everything that you have your hands on, it's because you care about it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever you care about something more than anybody will ever care about it, and because you care so much and you put so much mental bandwidth into something and so much time and consideration and you think about things so much, you know what I mean? Like you break down, like there's a reason why you make every decision you make, you know, not just talking about pitch list, but everything specifically. And so I've noticed with you, like oftentimes, like it's not that you're getting upset with people. It's just that whenever you're noticing that people, people don't have the same level of care on things that you think are very, very important. Hmm. You get discouraged. You know what I mean? And I'm not even saying that like it's a bad thing. I think that's amazing that you can care deeply. I know people who don't care about anything, you know what I mean? And that manifests in every aspect of their lives. You know what I mean? There, there's people not just in personal interests or hobbies, but like literally every facet of their life, they don't deeply care about anything. They don't care about their relationships. They don't care about their work, their job. Like they don't care about the impact they're making on the world. Like, and to your credit, like you care deeply about anything if you care about it a little bit you care about it a lot and i think that's honestly addictive that's addictive personality we were talking about a bit right yeah like like in i in for a penny and for a pound kind of thing Mm -hmm. i i don't know there's a lot of really cool things out there and very much if i like it i'm yeah i'm very much of a like if i enjoy this meal i'll have it every day this week or something like that you know i'm so tired of you telling me that you're gonna have like chobani yogurt with like (laughs) peanut butter in it it's every day so good it's not every day (laughs) it's every day got some vanilla extract in there uh it's so good it's such a nice quick meal like all right there it is done all right let me ask you one more question all right i know i'm i kind of hijacked the show a little bit here but this is how we do this (laughs) um so like what what is what is Nick Pollock and friends. What is the goal? Obviously, mm. sometimes you start a project and it just goes in directions that you didn't expect it to, kind of like today's podcast. So I just like yeah. took it over. But like what what prompted you? What what elicited this whole thing of you making a podcast? Like what 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 was the genesis of this and what ultimately is the goal? What do you what do you want to get out sure. of this? I I I it, okay, it's about exactly what we were just talking about, the detail oriented oriented stuff. Um and, you know, I mentioned before, I very much respect the process and the process of people. There's like how you are you right now took so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I am always fascinated by it. I, I, I didn't really push too much today. I didn't really think I pushed a ton with Spore. I think over time I will do more. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear every decision made, every, you know, uh, crossroads that happened um, what went through your mind, what mistakes happened along the way and um, illuminate 
for people how success is created. You know, it's not overnight. It's mm-hmm. not a, uh, sorry, uh, it's 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 something that took a lot of effort and failure to achieve. And I I soak it all up. I, I love it endlessly. Um, and I want to I want to talk about that stuff because that's that's the fun to me. You know, I love I love talking about the history of pitcher gifts and pitcher lists, right? Mm-hmm. And I even say it's still pitcher gifts because at my heart it's still pitcher gifts ink, you know. It's yeah. pitcher list is really what it is now to everybody, but it started as pitcher gifts. Mm-hmm. And there's so much along the way that I've done terribly <laughs> that's changed. And it, there, every so often I do take a step back and like look at like we have 170 staffers and we're doing 20 million things. And sometimes I do get caught up in constantly trying to do the next big thing and not relying on what we actually just do really well and mm-hmm. constantly pad that, you know, uh, and, and push that forward. So... I, I, I love this process. It's very much of like what I, I need that purpose. I need that project. And the more I can talk to people about their process and their projects, it gets me more you know excited. And uh, yeah, I just love talking about all that stuff. So that I think that's the goal mainly with Nick Pollock and friends. And also, I, I, mean, I really want to highlight the fact there are so many great people that I know. Like, I just want to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to give them an opportunity to really talk about themselves. And yep. uh, I feel like more people should know all these people, including you, Yance. Uh, so I know a lot of our listeners do know who you are, but didn't really know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And well, same with Spore, well, too. That was I'll, really I'll, I'll come back one. on. I'll come back on. I'm sure Spore will come okay. back on. I'm sure yeah. I, I, I know that you're going to bring in like a, a wide array of people. So I'm not acting, you know, I'm not asking to be like a no. recurring guest or anything like that. But um, I'll be back. You know, there's there's things that I'd like to explore uh, and, and kind of tell people about myself that I haven't really shared publicly before. And, mm-hmm. um, what, what, you know, you mentioned a lot about like learning about how other people have experienced success and failures and in, in, in their entire thought process. But like, I also really do hope that like you use this as a platform to like kind of show who you are too. Huh. You know what I mean? Oh, like, maybe. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I no, 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 we'll no, have no, a no, no. We'll have there's a not. <laughs> There's not a we'll see. It's a Nick Pollock and friends. Ultimately, like you're not just like a faceless host. You know what I mean? Sure. Like right. I, I think you undersell just like how interesting you are and, and how much of a unicorn what you've built online is. This I is think how Yancy there's a gets lot of thought on the podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of thought that goes into it. I mean, in all seriousness, like from an independent content production standpoint, like you are a unicorn, right? Mm. We've talked about this before, and like what you're doing is is very, very hard and it's very rare. And there's a lot of success um, and, you know, and, and the inflection points that can be shared with other people that I think would be super interesting. So this is the last thing I'm going to say, cause I know, you know, you're, it's gonna be one heck of a time you editing this, but you know, spores was longer. I'm sure. Yeah. So don't worry. Yeah. He's, he, he's worse than I am when it comes to talking. <laughs> um, but really honestly, Nick, like take, like allow, allow yourself to like, be explored on this podcast is like my one thing. I know it's kind of a weird way of okay. warning you, but no, that's, uh, let people know who you right. are. Sure. I, I will do that. Actually, I was mm-hmm. even thinking, I mean, I don't know if people would want to hear this. Um, maybe we, I can make an extension of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have always kind of felt, I mean, it's an egotistical thought to think that your story is an interesting one. I struggle with this too. Right. 
Yeah. Um, if if I you know if y'all listen to this and you and you want to hear like some mini series of me talking about the process of creating picture lists, I mean I can talk about every year and everything we did. Uh, you know, um, obviously I like I'll keep some things anonymous because I don't want you know I don't want to um, like along my ways that you know there's a lot of trust you put into people and like you have to and mm-hmm. not everything is gonna follow through you know and it's it's um and that's the case of it and i don't want those people to feel like i'm throwing them under the bus like very good reasons why and all that kind of stuff so i, I want to be very cautious as i go through it but i'm very you know that might be a fun thing to do and if people are interested in that we can certainly yeah. do a mini series on that i would have you as the host of it because who better that i respect to be a detail oriented person uh, than you yance sure uh, so maybe that's something we do uh pursue with this We'll see. I'm down. I'm down. And as much success as Petrolis has had, there's been a lot of oh, you know, false starts and things <laughs> that didn't work out. And you know, I, I think that's just as interesting too. I think people learn more from that than they hear about mm. you know some of the successes. But I'm I'm down for it. I'm yeah. ready. I, I even said like a mini series because trust me, I could do this for like days mm-hmm. talking about the entire history of it. So uh, man, maybe we'll uh, we'll do something with that. It could be like mid season, it could be off season, but at some point that sounds like a fun thing. Let me everyone, please, if you're listening to this, you know, leave a review, obviously, but let us know on the Discord. If you're not part of People Plus, obviously you should be there. You get to hang out with us. Yancey's there too. Yancey, you're actually showing up more inside yeah. of Plaid. You realize how cool that is. Plaid's awesome. Um yeah. a lot of the the pitch list after it's dark regulars that are in there. Uh it's the only time you can say anything you want swear word wise. You know, you yeah. can't direct it at people and you can't disparage others. No, and no, obviously like be. there's still things that are yeah. like not kosher. Um but right. it is like the one time where like picture lists lets it tear down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's become a really good time, especially during the pandemic where, um, you know, my wife and I, we take it seriously and, you know, she's high risk and uh, just having a group of people that you can kind of just hang out with and like, you don't even have to be doing anything. You know, no. sometimes we're, we're watching stuff together or we're, we're doing trivia or we're watching Justin Paradis design something. It's and really other times cool. he'll teach you as he does it. Yeah. But other times we're just hanging out and asking questions yeah. and, you know, uh, Schwebzy, Christopher Weber and Chris Weber and Jordan White are like two people that I've got to know extremely well in the last couple of months just by hanging out in the Discord Absolutely. chat. It's, uh, listen, listen to their it, podcast in the deep, by the way. They do a really good job with that. Uh, and yeah, Jordan are, are, actually hosts trivia that you've been get, getting into, too, on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Are we going to are we going to plug all 69? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Podcasts? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, hey, I know, you know another great one. Is which a- one? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, so, so yeah, you should be a part of PL Plus, all that kind of stuff. But seriously, I, I, I agree with you. It's gotten me through the quarantine a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I've bonded with all these amazing staffers and all those people of the community through that. Um, but all right, we're going to put a pin on this. Yep. You know, we, we always joke that our phone calls have to go at least one hour every single time. And they do. And we're not even joking. They do about 95%. There's sometimes say I, I only got five minutes and it's 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, you say this, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to have questions prepared for you next time. Okay. Okay. Um, like this is going to be whenever I'm on, it's going to be just as much my show. It is as yours. Like, I don't care. Fair. Um, so we'll revisit this. Obviously you're going to uh-huh. get some more guests in here. Um, I'd like to come on in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, my one ask of you is that you, you allow people to learn more about you and don't just make it super guest focused. Cause I think there's okay. a really interesting story there. And I think that you have a lot that you can, you can show and teach and, and, and tell others. 
All right. Very much noted. Uh, we'll see if we can develop that or not properly. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about all that stuff, but uh, I don't know. I think there are a lot of really interesting stories to tell and to talk about, and I want to explore that too. Mm. Um, but all right, Yancey, thanks a ton for coming on with us. I mean, it made so much sense. And uh, we, I mean, we can go for another hour and a half. I know this. We have multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we need. A, we, I'm surprised. I am shocked that Maliki didn't like shout something at least once or twice. But then again, she can't hear me, so nope. that might be it. Mm, disappointing, disappointing. Uh, but anyway, Yance, I uh, follow him on Twitter. Hopefully, at some point in the future, at Yancey. But for now, it's just at Yancey Eden, Eaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick I, has a hard time pronouncing some words. He, well, he just, always, yeah, <laughs> it's always I, Eden. Yeah, Eden. It's really important. I have a lazy tongue, okay? <laughs> my 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 10th grade teacher told me in the middle of class, Nick enunciate. Yeah. And then I said it back to her enunciating and we were oh, so man. close to wrapping it up and then here we go again. Dramatic. <laughs> All right. Um everybody give Yancy a follow of course if you're not already I don't know what you're doing. Um give us a follow. It's something on Twitter. I really should have this down. This is the second episode. Uh, no, give us a follow on um, Nick Friends Pod, or of course um, me, of course at Pitcherless. But uh, let me know who you want to come on to these shows. Uh, I obviously have a lot of people in mind, but yeah, I want to hear who you guys want me to talk to and really understand the stories of. I uh, but thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys next time.